Hi, you are watching and listening to the Heidi Rue Show podcast, a place where you'll hear compelling stories from female leaders, creators, and innovators. And today you're going to hear from a lot of those female leaders, creators, and innovators. Because on today's episode, I'm talking to the instructors as well as the attendees of Annette Joseph's styling workshop uh, that went on here at La Forteza here in Italy. It is so cool to hear their stories. First of all, these instructors are incredible. They have incredible backgrounds. Plus, they're going to give you tips that you can use in your everyday life. So everything from Pinterest to floral arranging and even just taking a really good Instagram picture of your dinner. Yeah, you're going to hear all of that. Plus, you're going to hear from the attendees on what motivated them to come and what they learned from it. I think that you're going to be inspired by what they learned. So I can't wait for you to hear from them. And all of their information, the links and websites and all that stuff, that is all in our show notes. Um, so you can find more about them there. Oh, and if you're watching on YouTube, then you're probably going, yeah, but what is going on behind you, Heidi? So I am actually doing the interview here at the workshop place at La Forteza, where it's gorgeous inside the stone walls. And then they've got a huge shelf with all the props that they use for styling, plus a nice long table. They've got some florals in here that they use for the floral arranging. It's just a really great space and an espresso machine because there's an espresso machine everywhere you look here. Let's go ahead and hear from the girls. First up, we're going to hear from instructor Marin. And Marin made the most amazing appetizer the other night. It was Thank so you. delicious. I'm like dreaming about it. <laughs> I'll send you the recipe. <laughs> okay, awesome. So Marin, I want you to tell, first of all, this is Marin Ellingbow. Hi, happy to be here. <laughs> and I want you to tell me a little bit of your background. So uh, let's start with um, being the editor at the Food and Wine magazine, mm -hmm. um, and then go from there, share a little bit about your background, what led you here. Sure. Okay. So originally, I worked in restaurants uh, all through college, and then Ended up getting a job at Food & Wine on the editorial side uh, in 2011. And I was there for almost five years. And it really exposed me to the world of magazines and media and um, everything that went into running a magazine. And um, it was also where I attended several photo shoots and helped out and kind of learned that being a food stylist was a job because I didn't really realize that that existed yeah. previously. So... I just remember seeing that on set and I was like, that's what I want to be doing. So, you know, you're working with food, but it's not quite the same as being in a restaurant. And obviously you're making, you're making things look beautiful. That's right. your job. Mm -hmm. um, so when I moved to California in 2015, it was kind of with the goal to pursue that career. I was lucky and I had some good contacts in media and um, I started working with Sunset Magazine on a number of food videos. It was good timing. They were just kind of starting to launch some more video content. Mm -hmm. um, so I developed a bunch of recipes and then styled them on camera. And at the same time, I was also assisting several local food stylists, which of course also great. Told me a ton, or yeah. taught me a ton. Um, yeah, and just gave me a lot of really good experience. And uh, last year, I was lucky enough to attend one of Annette's workshops <laughs> that was focusing on food styling. Um, and I feel like that just really gave me the confidence to kind of 
take things to the next level. And she's, you know, such a great teacher. So she I is. also learned learned a lot from her. So, you know, over the last year, I've kind of been trying to just expand my client list. And um, I also do some work on events and with recipe development uh, and testing and things like that. So Yeah, that's yeah, great. So it's been really fun. So what did you bring to the workshop as like, um, it's part of your curriculum to teach the sure. attendees? So I focused on food styling. The three of us kind of put together a curriculum talking about the classic rules of photography. And then I dove a little deeper into how that applies to styling something um, on camera and a bit into what the difference is between like, okay, here's how you could style something if you're serving it for a dinner party versus if you're actually on set, you know, just in terms of keeping things looking fresh and like, I mean, most of the work I've done is editorial. So yeah. there's not a lot of like tricks, like you're not, you know, right. Painting things with motor oil or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are still some, some techniques for making things yeah. look beautiful on camera that you wouldn't need to apply in, right. you know, real life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was, that was kind of my focus. And we uh -huh. did, uh, we did some still lives and, uh, we also did a bit of prepared food styling mm -hmm. with the Christini that you mentioned. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, I'm going to spring this last question on you. Okay. Sorry, Marn. I did not tell her about this. <laughs> but, you know, so many people, obviously, there's a big joke about, like, Instagram and how you Instagram all your food, oh, yeah. you know, and your meals. So is there, like, one tip for, like, the everyday person mm -hmm. if that how they could make their food on Instagram mm -hmm. look a little bit better? Just a little tip. I mean, I would say, like, only shoot in natural light. That's really the one biggest thing you can do okay. for your food um if you're shooting at night or in artificial light usually it just is not gonna look Doesn't very look appetizing good. yeah so, yeah find you the best like natural light source you can and yeah. say shoot it there sit me outside <laughs> on the patio exactly. okay i don't want to exactly. be inside yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i got some instagram photos to take yes now here's our second instructor sarah abair I own a business called The Stemmery. We're a subscription flower delivery company in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Started it about two and a half years ago after just falling in love with floral design and really wanting to go do that full time. But I wasn't really drawn to the wedding and event industry as much. And I was like, how can I do this in a way that lets me really enjoy like working with flowers on a regular basis, but yeah. that could also be scalable and that I could bring like build a team with and all that sort of thing. And also ideally not dedicate all my summer weekends to. <laughs> right, to events so, and stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. So the subscription, so people pay like monthly fee and then you come and you deliver their flowers like each yeah. week or yeah. every other week or. Yeah, so it? we offer a few different options. We do weekly, every other week and once a month. And we have three different size options and we just always source local um, seasonal flowers so it's a different option each time it's always a surprise um, but it's just like that's what we focus on it's just the local seasonal flowers I mean it seems like a dream to be able yeah. just to get to receive flowers on a regular basis I 
I love your idea. I know we've already Thank talked you. a little bit about yeah. it, but I love your business idea and I think it's wonderful. What exactly have you taught here this weekend? We did a few different projects. Mm -hmm. um, the one that we focused mostly on was doing like floral centerpieces and how to use those when you're styling a table and that sort of thing. So it could kind of like, we could learn these different design components and floral being one of them, how to pull it all together. Um, yesterday, we also did flower crowns and table runners. Yeah, and so those are like the main things we focus on, yeah. things that you would use when you're styling something. Mm, yeah, and the flower crowns are so cute. Um, I'll take some pictures and we'll put them here. So if you're listening on the podcast, then if you go to YouTube, then you can see some pictures because I'll put it in, within the video. Yeah. Just as a tip for everyone that that's listening, mm -hmm. Is there like one simple thing that someone could do? Like even if they just pick up like a bouquet of flowers from the grocery store or mm -hmm. something like that, is there something simple that they can do to make it even better that doesn't look like, oh, of course, you just bought this from the grocery store? <laughs> yeah, know? I would say that my one tip when you're arranging flowers to make it look like more intentional is to cut all your stems at different lengths. So okay. don't just like do a quick chop over the bottom with all your flowers at the same height. Like really stagger them as you're cutting them and mm -hmm. place them in a vase and it just looks like you actually did something purposeful. <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. And finally, Joanna Holly. I actually studied industrial design and photography. Eventually I became a textile designer, but I, my passion was always in sharing really cool stuff. Mm. So that's how I became a blogger. And then just through the evolution of blogging and yeah. content creation, I really loved um, styling and creating my own imagery and content. And then it rolled into doing it for brands and and more for myself and all that. So mm. I attended last year, and then this year I was lucky enough to be invited. That's great, and you've done a great job. Let's go back, though, to <laughs> the Pinterest thing, because that actually came before your blog, right? It did, yeah. You were one of the OG Yes. Pinterest people. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. I, I I like to joke I wasn't the first person on Pinterest. I was the second person because okay. I was invited by a blogger named Joy Cho. Mm -hmm. uh, she was really early on joining the platform and she invited me because I was working for her. And I'm, I'm just so grateful and lucky to have been given that opportunity. I know. And that is what led to the blog because you had mm -hmm. how many? 3.9 million followers? Is that? Um, right that? now I think it's like 3.8 million. Okay. Okay. Something like that. All right. <laughs> not too shabby. No, yeah, it's not, not bad. too shabby. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you did here at the workshop. So while I was here, I shared a lot of interior design styling tips. Um, we also did a really cool demonstration about like setting the table with entertaining tips, that kind of thing. Even just talking about like the layers of how I make a table feel welcoming mm. and I like cozy or casual or any type of vibe like that. Yeah. You shared a really good tip too about the napkins, which I loved. Um, and we'll show pictures too. So if you're listening to the podcast, you got to check out the YouTube video because we show some pictures of that as well, but it looked great. Thank you. You're welcome. Because you're the Pinterest OG, <laughs> second, whatever, um, who, who's counting? What is a really good tip that you have for people to be able to utilize Pinterest uh, for their business and to help grow it? So when it always come when it comes to Pinterest, I always say think of it as visual search. So it's really people are using it to find ideas and inspiration that they're going to save and revisit later. Mm -hmm. So make sure that when you pin things, 
there's keywords. So always have a description, start using their hashtags, and that will help people find your content more easily. And how do you figure out the best keywords for this? This is another question that I just (laughs) sprung on her. (laughs) So I would suggest, you know, type in one keyword that you can automatically think of. So for me, I always talk about small spaces. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see other keywords pop up after you search for it. And those are things that other people are searching for in relationship to that first keyword. So easy, so simple. They make it easy for you. Great. Well, Joanna, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Those were the instructors, but now let's hear from the attendees. What motivates someone to fly all the way to Italy to learn how to style props, play with flowers, and make appetizers? Well, I asked Kim Lodges from Seattle what her motivation was. I would say for 2019, my New Year's resolution um, after reading, you know, a great book of the Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes was to start saying yes to more things. And when Joanna, who I knew in real life, who shared an office building with me, um, started advertising this course, I she she told me that it was something that I should look into. And I started thinking about it. And I just said, yes. So that it's really that it was really that simple. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really glad that I did it. There's just something to be said about saying starting to say yes to things mm. um, like what Shonda was recommending uh, and how we um, when we start saying yes to things, more opportunities ar- arise in our daily lives. And so I'm really glad that I did it. What do you feel like you've learned from this particular experience? Because it sounds like you've learned a lot just from even this past year, of the year of yes. But what did you learn this this weekend? Um, I learned that, you know, you can really slow down and start to really make everyday life more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like whether it be uh, creating a tablescape so that you can have a more enjoyable meal for you and your guests whether it's bringing flowers into your daily life and how to design them and be creative mm-hmm. so that you have something beautiful to look at when you're when you're Im- immersed in your day-to-day life like work mm-hmm. um, and and about just you know really disconnecting from um, commercialism we were talking today earlier amongst the group that being in Italy, you're not you're not seeing your daily grocery stores and your daily strip malls and your daily gas stations. You're really just looking at nature and looking at a completely different side of of the world. And that has been also really nice, just to kind of really disconnect, but also bring in uh, beauty and um, ways to make your own like slow down and make your own life more beautiful. And I've really appreciated that. That's great, and we all need a little bit more of that. San Francisco resident Kim Otsman had a different reason. Well, you know, I was looking for a vacation, but as I get older, I find for my vacations, I don't want to just do nothing. I really want to use it as a chance to recharge, learn something, do something different, whether it be volunteering. I've done that before. Um, But when I saw this opportunity... I loved the opportunity. I like I liked the opportunity to be able to immerse myself in learning more about flowers and styling and just you know different things that yeah. I normally I work in computers, so I don't really get to spend a lot of time thinking about food mm. and styling and interior design. It's it's more focused on computers, so it was yeah. just a good opportunity for me to 
get in touch with that side of myself more. Great. I really liked. And do you feel like you did? I mean, what did you learn? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was great. I think just really inspiring. And I think, you know, I always try and look for the beauty in things every day. But I think just being here and I think combined with being in Italy. Yeah. And just that that lifestyle. I think, you know, I tend, I think it'll definitely inspire me when I get home to slow things down, take a little bit more time, um, and, you know, pay a little bit more attention to things. And Mm. I think that'll definitely, I'll carry through. And I think just some of the things that I learned from, you know, practical, you know, I, I tend to do a lot of floral stuff at home, but I, a lot of the stuff that I learned here from Sarah, I think was really helpful. Um, and just, you know, from Marin and the styling on the food and then from Joanna and the styling on the interior and just some of the things on social and just how do I use my camera and Instagram and, you know, all of that. I, I just, it's not my strong point. I'm, yeah. I'm very much a novice. Um, so I, I was really excited and I feel like a lot of that stuff I'll definitely take with me. All right, now I'm talking to Rebecca Michiki. Rebecca, thank you so much for being here. What was your motivation for coming here? Well, I have a really hard time taking a break from work and it felt like coming here was sort of an extension of work, but at the same time a vacation. Mm -hmm. So it was just the right mix of the two for me. Yeah. And tell people what you do for work so they'll understand. Sure. I'm a brand strategist and a creative director. Okay. So you kind of do a little bit of this stuff anyways, just on a day-to-day basis. I do. Yes. I'm on photo shoots and video shoots and at times styling. And I've been a stylist in the past. Great. So what did you learn? Um, It was a great refresher for a lot of things. We got to practice making flower crowns and going over the fundamentals of creating uh, boutiques and other arrangements. Mm -hmm. And then, um, gosh, so much about social media from (laughs) Joanna, who's Uh an expert. (laughs) What is one of the things that you feel like you're going to implement immediately that you learned from her about social media? She introduced me to a lot of tools. Mm that are so smart Mm. that I didn't know existed Mm -hmm. and they're going to be really helpful. Good. That's great. Awesome. What, was there anything else that you feel like is going to be a shift in your perspective when you get home that you learned during this time? I think it's just remembering to slow down and make your space special. Mm -hmm. It's something that we in the industry do for our clients, but it's important to do for yourself. Yeah. So it's been a, a moment to be a little selfish and take time. That is a great reminder. I didn't even think of it like that. Just how like a, a personal trainer, mm-hmm. they're at the gym and they're helping other people. But yet it's it's tough because it's like I, the last thing I want to do is be at the gym if I'm helping people at the gym all the time. But I'm sure it's the same thing for someone like you that are helping other people style things and make things pretty yeah. um, to be reminded to do that for yourself. I really hope you got something from this episode. I felt like each instructor had something to offer you. And and then the attendees each had a different why and what they learned. So my intention was that I hope that you f- could feel inspired to add beauty to your life, to say yes more, and to treat your home or yourself as well as you do other people. Next week, we're going to have a man on the podcast. I know. Chef Philip Meeker is going to be with us. He was a chef during our time in Italy. He studied in France. He worked at a Michelin star restaurant. And he also was a chef at Kimball House in Atlanta uh, when it was named the South's Best Restaurant. 
His wife, though, got really sick, and that totally changed his perspective. And so we're going to hear from him next week. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, both on the podcast platforms and on YouTube.